Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Tanner and I are here tonight to break down the close but still disappointing loss the Broncos had against the Kansas City Chiefs in primetime. There's no such thing as a moral victory, but this one has some promise in terms of looking to the future. And Tanner, are going to talk about that and some uh, winners, some losers, uh, and the team and, uh, talk about how we're going to, you know, what we're going to do moving forward. So glad you're here. If you haven't done so already, kick back, relax, uh, grab a drink. And this podcast is brought to you by Jared's mustache. So, uh, enjoy the show. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What's going on, Broncos country? It's Monday night, December 7th. Tanner Lee here with Kev Dan, like always. And before we get into it, whatever podcast platform you're listening to the Orange Weekly postgame podcast on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it's on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us move up, move up the charts because there's like a million sports podcasts. But when it comes to Broncos podcasts, we think we're number one. Oh, so, 100%. Kev, Dan, how are you doing tonight? Have you recovered? Uh, we're not even 24 hours away from the tough loss, but uh, have you recovered yet? Yeah, I've recovered. I mean – you know, when we got to the last four minutes of the game and the Chiefs had the ball, I'm just like this. Yep, I was like, no, there's just that's it's it. You have happen. Mahomes. Yeah. It it is what it is. You know, start looking back on some of the, you know, just I'd say there were three plays that could have changed the game for us. Um, and you know, we can break those down, but I agree. There's no such thing as a moral victory. It especially against the chiefs division rival, whoever it is, it always sucks. Right. But maybe the lock is the answer. Maybe he's not, you know, another topic that is very popular right now, but man, I'm looking at this team and how beat up they are and how young and inexperienced they are. And they hung with the chiefs. I mean, the first, what, four times the chiefs got into the red zone or three times we held them to field goals on all of those. I, I mean, the, the defense is speaking for itself, and you can see how consistent the defense can be throughout an entire game if the offense can just move the ball and keep our own defense off the field and let them rest, right? So those are, you know, I'm not devastated. I was, it's what I expected, but, you know, I, I think there was promise in what we saw tonight or last night. <laughs> yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, to be honest. I was nervous going into the game that it was going to be a bloodbath, kind of like that first matchup. I'm like, Oh, I just don't want to get killed on Sunday night. You know, yeah. get in the game. Give me some reason reason for hope. Give me a chance. And they did that. Mm-hmm. So then I was frustrated for different reasons after the game because it was so close. A play here and there could have changed things. Like you said, we'll, we'll get into discussing that a little bit more. But in, and I'm glad you, you said that statement about moral victories, you know, because there are no, no such thing as moral victories. But you can still feel okay after a loss. And I was getting – which anymore I get pissed off with Broncos country on Twitter pretty easily anymore. <laughs> and I hate saying that because for years it was just glorious getting on Twitter and talking Broncos football with people, but now everybody just wants to bicker with each other and just be negative all the time. Yeah. I don't even remember who, who posted it. It was one of the, anal- I don't know, analysts talking had somebody. Um, I think it was Les, Les Shapiro, I believe, actually. Okay. And he said, oh, wow, so we're feeling good after losses. Is this really what Broncos country has come down to? It's like, dude – 
Stop being an asshole. Yeah. Like this team is now four and eight. Uh, we're not going to make the playoffs for the fourth straight year, but Playing we just Chiefs. We I went toe to toe with the best team in the league. I don't care yeah. if the record doesn't show it. I think they're going to. I hope I'm wrong, but I think they're going to win it all again. Hope I'm wrong. Oh God, but, no! Don't I, say I, that. I, I hope I'm wrong, man. I really do. But Whoa. They just. <laughs> oh, they still scare me to death. But oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah. But it's like, dude, really? Like, well, why? Why do you? Why? Why do you have yeah. to say that? Like. <sighs> Yeah, dude, it's I, – I get what he's saying, but the – I do the, too, the, but the, – But no, you're just so wrong on so many levels in terms of what's actually going on. You know, how many teams – and, okay, granted the Chiefs haven't blown too many teams out of the water, but you look at the score, and we held the Chiefs to 22 points. And going into the game, you know, I had said if we kept the Chiefs to 24 or less points, we have a chance to win. And we had a chance to win. You know, there were some very questionable calls by the officials and Andy Reid, I'm sure, was is still kicking himself in the ass, right? For I mean, they had 20 seconds on the play clock and they're just like, nope, let's go punt. Hurry up. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and I mean, I can't remember who made that catch, but it was Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. I mean, he didn't even know he caught he it, right? He so, caught the ball because I think Andy went over. Why didn't right. he tell me he caught the ball? I went challenging because. Yeah. No, I caught the ball. Yeah. So. And I hate, I hate Chris Collinsworth. I mean, with a passion, yeah. but when he said, you know, that is, you know, you need weird things to go in your happen in, in your right. favor to have a chance to beat the Chiefs. And you're like, yeah, you know what? On that one, you're, you're right. And I'm, I'm it, not usually a Collinsworth fan either, but I thought he said a lot of points. I wanted Broncos country to think about last yeah. night. It was like how young the offense is that there's good patience, but you got, or good pieces, but you got to be yeah. patient. It's yeah. like, can you, we retweet that a hundred times? hundred times. But. Yeah. So even uh, that jackass says some things that I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I don't like agreeing with you, but I kind of have to on this one. Yeah. So um, th- there were just some weird things going on. And I'd say, you know, we put ourselves in a good position. We yeah, moved the ball well. Yep. Um, there were still some... You know, looking at some of the the replays during the game, you know, they'd show those slow motion replays of Locke looking down the field. And my big, and I don't want to, I'm kind of transitioning to a new new topic here, but yeah, you'll look at his eyes from the time they snapped the ball. Mm-hmm. And his eyes are staring down one yep. player the entire way down, especially that first interception they showed it. He is not making any reprogression. I mean, he is not looking to check down or anything. He is, he is, I don't know if he knows he's doing it to an extent. Cause when you're in that moment, I get it. Um, but he, he's deciding who he's going to throw to before the, you know, in the huddle mm-hmm. and that's it. Like he's throwing to them. There, there's no one else he's throwing to. And it's probably not every play, but Hey, in that play, look, play. when, when those guys can just, they just look at where you're, where you're looking and they, they know that's where you're throwing. I mean, that's where you're asking for those interceptions, right? That's exactly what happened. So, you know, I wish I had recorded or something. Cause that was a great clip of just drew lock, just staring down mm-hmm. who he was planning on throwing to not looking anywhere else and got picked off. Well, and that's my gripe with drew is, and I know, you know, we've, we've talked about it's kind of like a rookie season for him, but yet it's not because he had five yeah. starts at the end of the year. Now at this point, there's some decisions he's making that he shouldn't be making. He's had enough experience like that first possession. He hit fan on that good, um, I think it was third down play and yeah. moving the ball. And then second down, instead of just 
you know, looking for a check down or, or just throwing it away. I think he had Vanette right in front of him. Or just throwing it away. He throws it to Troy Fumagalli, a guy who's been cut and picked back up in like <laughs> double or triple coverage and yeah. gets picked off. It's like, you can't do this, especially against teams like Kansas City where you nope. got to strike first and get the momentum. It's like, dude, you're not in college anymore. Like mm-hmm. Missouri, you can get away with that stuff in Missouri because you were the best player on the field for Missouri at all times. <laughs> right, you can right. Get away with that. And yeah, the SEC's got the most speedy defenders in all of college football. And while that speed might be similar to the NFL, the NFL reads coverages better, or reads the plays better, the timing's better, they're in the positions more times than not. Yeah. Why are you not getting through this in your brain? Like it's just frustrating because, and we've spoke on this, I feel like at <laughs> nauseum on the podcast, but I got to bring it up again. He shows flashes that he's yeah. the guy and yeah. why everybody should be excited. The consistency is just not there. And I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the right answer is at this point. You know, we'll I don't show something in the next four games. Where, so here's, yeah, here's what, what I'm thinking. And obviously this is just speculation. We'll have more to talk about during the off season podcasts and shows mm-hmm. that we're going to bring everyone. Um, you know, those flashes are what I guess want me to believe that they're going to keep him for next year. Yeah. Not to say that they're not going to go out and make a trade and get, you know, some other a free agent quarterback that's younger but has more experience. Um, there's a number of them, right? But and have them as the backup and mm-hmm. give Drew Luck the first half of the season and say, yep. look, get you to midseason form. You've had a full offseason, you had a full preseason, you had training camp and and uh, the preseason games, and now you're half of the season. And at that point, by week by the last game, last quarter of game you know a game eight whatever i'm gonna be sold one way or the other i guarantee yeah that's a that's plenty of time if you're not getting it done by then dude we've given you every chance you're just not the guy we're moving on yeah sorry and i mean look if the first part of the season just absolutely sucks i would see him getting benched earlier than that because like i'm not gonna waste uh a a chance of possibly making the playoffs Mm -hmm. just to give you more time to learn you know it's if Uh you played in eight preseason games in the first four games of the season. And if you're still not improving, then at that point, it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of time, yeah. you know? So that's, that's way down the road. I, yeah, I, I know, is. but it is. a lot of people want us to just auto drop, dump drew lock. And here's an, here's the 10th quarterback we started since exactly. Peyton Manning. And then, and then what we do that for a year. And then there's the 11th, you know? Exactly. So at some point you have to say, this really sucks, but, we have to wait a little bit more to see yeah. what, what we have pays off. And what we saw against Kansas city was against some moments, but there's also just some still big questions. Mark marks where it's just like, are you even making some retrogression? <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. If I can tell you're staring down one guy yep. <laughs> and yep. that gets you picked off, then well, yep. come on. <laughs> and his footwork at times too, his footwork still like, man, you're still, your footwork still footwork still looks raw, like yeah. you just came on Missouri again. Like, mm-hmm. and those are the things that said he's really working on, and sometimes it just doesn't show. But, like you said, we'll, we'll Drew Lock will be a big, big conversation piece on these podcasts for weeks to come in the future. So, okay, enough bad talk. Yes, I want to give Shelby Harris a hug. I knew that. I just want to walk up to that that big guy and just be like, dude, you are. 10 feet taller than me, um, you know, and, and I just, uh, I don't even have the words, man, like that. We saw why we missed him so much, you know, the just 
everything he does. I think he's one of the guys you have to bring back him and Justin Simmons. You have to bring back next year because that's part of why this team is the number two ranked defense. If I'm Mike Malone, coach of the Denver Nuggets in the offseason, I'm calling up Shelby Harris like, hey, dude, we need a shot blocker. We need a new Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> that guy, he has a knack for the football. He is amazing at batting down passes. He gets the timing. He gets those long arms out there. Yeah. Every Like you said, it proves to us yet again how much we missed him the last yeah. few weeks. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. Every time I talk myself out of re-signing him, like, yeah, I'd like him back, but I, we need to get these other guys – then he plays balls to the wall like that. I'm like, we can't let this guy go. So I don't know how the Broncos are going to do it because all these guys are playing like they need to come back. I don't know how they're going yeah. to do it, but because yeah. I mean, Tim, Tim Patrick's now another one. Yeah. It's like, man, like. I'll tell you what, if there's any play out of all the plays Shelby Harris has made, the, the blocked field goals, the batted down passes, if there's a play that, that convinces you they need to bring him back. I think it was the pass to Travis Kelsey. It might've been him, but it, it's going like 40 yards down the field, right? You know who tackles him? Shelby yeah. freaking hair, 40 <laughs> yards down the field. That was in Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Everybody. And he caught him on the sidelines. Yeah. Cause he was, he ran past Kareem. He ran past somebody else. Like, yeah. You want to talk about heart. Yep. And you want to talk about somebody that is completely invested. Yep. Uh, Shelby Harris getting the tackle 40 yards down yep. the field. Glad Are you, you kidding me? <laughs> yep. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like nobody else noticed that last no. night. Yeah. And on the table, I'm like, oh my God, that's 96. That's Shelby mm-hmm. Harris. Like, making the tackle. Yeah. If he doesn't tackle him there, he's gone. And he, I mean, Tyreek Hill, that's what makes him special. Even though I can't stand him, he's a punk. No. Yeah. But he has that ability to literally, when other guys are sprinting, he can just run past them. It's cheetah mm-hmm. speed. But um, yeah. yeah, Shelby, Shelby's the man. I mean, uh, I hope at least we try to resign him. I hope we offer him a, a good deal. And then if he doesn't take it and walks, then at least we tried. I feel like tried. we didn't try. So Yeah. And, you know, we have some cap space. I wouldn't be surprised. I know we're getting <laughs> way ahead of ourselves. And, but, yeah, you know, restructuring Vaughn's contract, I think he'd be yeah. willing to do that and, you know, bring some of these guys back. But point is – uh, this this guy is, you know, we, we said, yeah, we miss him. Yeah, I know how much we miss him. And then it's like, holy crap. Like, I didn't realize I missed you this much. No. But <laughs> he was he was awesome last night. And um, Justin Simmons, like you said, awesome. Mm-hmm. Every week. Made some yeah. good plays last night. Um, Mark's going to have some tough decisions to make, unfortunately. But, um, but at least they're all good players, I guess, that they're making the decisions on. So, yeah. Demons played great, like you said, banged up and all. I mean, we lost Bassey last night to sounds like a torn ACL. Yep, yeah, he done. The good news is the guy's not a corner, but the good news is secondary help is on the way with an old familiar face and Will Parks coming back um, from Philadelphia, so he'll be ready to go against Carolina. And it looks like Carolina's they got hit with COVID a little bit. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, their best two wide receivers, are on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. But it looks like Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy and ready to go. So lose two, gain one superstar, but hey, is what it is. But uh, yeah. if the defense can play like they did last night, they'll be in every single ball game from here on out. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is, um, you know, an all-out just baller, right? Yeah. I completely agree. But 
You know, going into this weekend, the Broncos had the number five ranked run defense, you know, and now they have Shelby Harris back. Yep. You know, that number's, you know, honestly, probably three, you know, if not two when it comes to the the top running defense. So, um, you know, they don't really scare me too much. Now, is he versatile in the, the passing game as well? Yeah, and that's probably where if I'm Carolina, I'm um gonna look at utilize him more that way oh by the way i'm kind of getting that mindset because i was on last week's pregame podcast do i tell you what it's as easy as i thought it was like <laughs> i'm telling you you know <laughs> just saying it's it it kind of a breeze it's kind of a breeze half a hats they're like pick a score i'm like i don't know uh 24 to 12 i, I it's that easy yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm glad they leave the heavy lifting to us. Usually, usually, especially this season, and we've had some good moments to talk about after some wins, but <laughs> we don't have to talk about the losses too much. They're already looking forward to the next opponent. We get the tough right. thing. have to recap the painful losses, but yep. we make it fun. And well, that's it. why we're the more popular podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> In our facial hair. Oh, look. exactly. <laughs> Poor Jared. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> if you guys want to know what we're talking about, check out the Tuesday night beer, bourbon Broncos, no BS show, uh, 7 PM every Tuesday night, uh, 7 PM mountain time. Uh, and you can see what we're talking about there. So, um, anyway, I guess back to what everybody's yeah. here to listen about, um, Shelby Harris, uh, I mean, complete, just again, fantastic yep. guy. I'm trying to think of, we haven't talked too much about Melvin Gordon yet. Um, I mean, another guy that, Thankfully, did not fumble the ball right, oh, but yeah. he is he nervous every time he touches it. To be honest, but but he was he was awesome last night. Yeah, it, moving the ball down the field, had a, a couple breakaway plays there, um, and just consistent. You know, you could tell the the Chiefs knew we were going to run the ball, uh, da- daring us to pass on some of them, sure. but it didn't phase us. No, nope. you know, even though they had six seven guys on the line, we still ran the ball. And yeah, sometimes it didn't work. And um, look, th- that kind of um, defense scheme against our run game, you need a guy like Melvin Gordon. I love Philip Lindsay. Oh, love man. him, love him, love him, love him, love him. But that guy, you know, unless you get him an open field, yeah, he was he struggling just, through the line. Doesn't have the mass. Yeah, you know, and uh, he's a huge part to this offense. Do not get me wrong. And he needs to. We need to find a way to bring him back, right? But Melvin Gordon is is made to run against that kind of defense where they're like the only, we know the only thing you have against us is to run the ball. So we're going to make sure we stop you from running the ball. And they really weren't able to No, nope. you know, we moved the ball incredibly effectively yep. during the entire game. And that was, um, uh, it's like, they listened to our podcast, you know, it was like, we're like, you need to run the ball. And they're like, yeah, those guys are right. We should listen to this. Or something like yep. that. I don't know. I like um, <laughs> but yeah, so Melvin Gordon, I think, uh, made me feel a lot better about bringing him onto the team. One thing that was bugging me with Melvin, but it turned out it wasn't just Melvin. I thought at first he needed to put a new pair of cleats on because he kept slipping. I'm like, dude, get some new cleats on. But yeah. then everybody kept slipping on our team. And then finally the announcer said, something weird is going on with this field tonight, which I still don't understand because our guys were having a tough time. It seemed like Kansas City was never really slipping, but multiple times we had guys slipping. And they said it had been dry in Kansas City. So I'm like, what the heck's going on with the turf management there? Because it was it was beat up. Yeah, that no was, root structure. There was, a, there was a couple runs where Mellon fell. Luckily, didn't get touched. Got back up and got two or three more yards before he got tackled. Yeah. I was like, 
damn it, if he didn't fall there, could have got more yardage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in as much as we give Pat Shermer a hard time, mm-hmm. and rightfully so at times, I thought last night was his best called game of the year, or game plan at least. Yeah. You know what? I'd, I'd agree with that. Runs, play action boots, and use the tight ends. And in most throws, he didn't ask Drew to do too much, it seemed like. Yeah. He threw a screen in there. That was the mm-hmm. first screen we ran all year. Yeah. One of few. Uh, sure. But even getting it, it was a good play, if I remember. Yeah, it was. It, it worked for, I don't remember how many yards, uh, but it was early in the game. And getting Hamler involved on reverses and stuff, I'm like, finally, like a little creativity that's not mm-hmm. too cute and complicated like all the chiefs on on their red zone attempt on third down um but uh, just just little things like that and and you know it i mean everybody i thought played pretty well in offense except jerry judy but that was more to to kansas city's credit that they were bracketing judy a lot really a lot and like that he was their focal point um just makes me more excited next year about the passing options when you add the addition to Cortland Sutton, which I feel, feel like everybody outside of Broncos country has forgotten about. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's kind of like Von Miller. Like, you know, you, you miss him, but at this point it's kind of like, you're just, you're not focused early on in the season. You're like, Oh God, we yeah. really miss these guys. But at this point yeah. it's like, this is and our team. Casey both. It's like, we've played so many games without him, but Cortland, we got two quarters out of him and he was dynamite. Those two quarters in Pittsburgh. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what could have been, but hopefully next year. But I keep saying it. This is kind of, it's it sucks. This is just absolutely sucky. I get it. our team is so beat up. It sucks. But you're looking towards next year, and now you're going to have a lot of depth on the team that has a lot of game time experience, mm-hmm. where a lot of other teams don't really have that. You know, they have their starters, and then you have pure backups that backups for aren't a on the. Yep. They're backups for a reason, and they're meant to go out there to give the starter a rest. We're going to have players that can go out there and. You know, we can swap them interchangeably. We could mix things up. You know, if somebody goes down, we're not going to be panicked, you know. So the the depth we have on this team and the amount of experience all these guys are getting, it's it's going to make us just that much stronger of a team when we do get all these uh, players back. Uh, um, Juwan James, you said Casey right there, right? Um, I, I think that's just going to – Everybody's forgot about him, Okawaganam. Yeah, Okawaganam. I mean, you line him up with Fan and say we do resign Tim Patrick, Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Patrick, even Deshaun Hamilton. We don't need to draft a skill wide receiver or tight end. Mm-mm. We can focus on defense and line, mm-hmm. offensive line. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm excited about. Exactly. You bolster those, those things and – I mean, yep. you had one, maybe two pieces to the defense that's already just stacked, right? Um, I mean, a lot of it coming from uh, Coach Fangio's mind, right? Yeah. And you can see just, like, how good this guy is. And can we talk about Fangio a little bit? Like, I yeah. don't want to hear from any Broncos fans that want him fired. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, did he do a few things I disagreed with? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I thought he should have went for it on the fourth and three at the 49-yard line instead of punting because – I was afraid being down three and giving Mahomes the ball, they were just gonna run out the clock, which they almost did. And they got a few, mm-hmm. we helped people, but it was a minute four when mm-hmm. we got the ball back. We had to go like 90 yards, but uh, that that's why I wanted to go for it in that position. But besides that, I mean, the guy can flat out coach defense. We've talked about many, many times. He deserves another year. I don't care if, if they lo- happen, which I don't think they will, but if they happen to lose out and go four and 12, he shouldn't be fired. No, 
some other position coaches probably deserve to be fired? Probably. And mm-hmm. there, there probably will be a little mix up here and there. But I think you keep him. And even though Shermer has been annoying at times, <laughs> in my opinion, frustrating is a better word. If if you want to roll with Lockenetter, you have to keep Shermer. You can't put the kid in another new yeah. uh, system, another new coordinator. But I, I'm just tired, of, once again, of the negativity on Twitter. Oh, about yeah. yeah, his clock management, some of his decisions are frustrating at times. But I think he's a good football coach. Oh, look, it's easy to be out there and, and cheering and saying how much you love the team when they're winning, right? Yep. And the second they're not, and I, okay, it's been five years now, you know, sure. but it's, it's, it's like, okay, you're, all you're doing is bashing on the Broncos. You're not, you're not doing anything other than just straight up complaining that we lost again. Okay. Let's look a little deeper. What, what is going on? No moral victories. We lost. I get it, but what what does that mean for this team? What what did we show on the field that it, it kind of points to future success or not? And yeah, well, I mean, you anybody listening to this podcast, the other podcasts or shows, whatever, like we'll call things out if it if it's just straight up a stupid play, a stupid mistake, a stupid decision, right? But I keep going back to in, in the next two plus years, you keep this team together at least as much as possible. Move some changes. It's going to happen. It's the NFL, right? But this team is going to be a threat. You know, we're going to walk into Arrowhead and the chiefs are going to say, Hmm, we got the Broncos this week. This, uh, this could go either way. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like, uh, Oh, we're playing the Broncos. Like Kelsey did. Did you see that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I really got to give it to the Raiders. Okay. Are you guys really that good that you don't even care who you're playing that week? You just show up and play. I I can't, man, I can't stand that guy. It's been years. (laughs) He's he's oh he's right up there with Philip Rivers is my least favorites and I know Philip's mm-hmm. on the Colts now but I live in Indiana so I have to put up with Colts fans so it's mm-hmm. like I can't I don't the Chiefs you might get it they're defending Super Bowl champs they beat us eleven straight times which that's what I was mad about last mm-hmm. night like eleven straight like when's this gonna end soon I just will. can't I can't stand the arrogance of them but um, mm-hmm. we keep this core together I think uh, we can turn around here in a here in a year or two yeah. Um. I just, uh, I just can't help thinking about that. Maybe I'm just trying to focus on the positive things and not the negative things. It's hard. I mean, we're four and eight, but I see glimpses. It's hard not to get excited about the future. Yeah. But we got to get lucky with the injury bug too. I feel mm-hmm. like you never get lucky. And maybe I, I sound like a crying baby of a fan right now, but I just feel like we always get guys hurt, and they're always like superstar players. Mm-hmm. It's never like the reserve. Um, it's not the water guy, the water boy out there. Some somebody that can be replaced easily. It's always one or two key playmakers that can't be replicated. Yeah, but that's where it goes back to this: of you're getting a lot, a lot of those guys who would not see a lot of playing time out there getting that experience. Right, and like like Malik Reed's done a great job this year. He's one. Oh yeah, he doesn't get the same um, opportunities if Vaughn was healthy. So mm-hmm. he needs to take advantage of it. Let's see. Um, Kind of want to focus on maybe a so special teams didn't do terrible yesterday. It wasn't great, but I'm interested to see where they rank this week. In McManus's miss, well, first there you go. Well, it was 58 yard. He hooked it a little bit. I mean, he had the distance, but what frustrated me there was not only was a big miss at the time. We had to call a timeout because the play clock was already winding down pretty quick. But it's like we iced our own kicker. Yeah. It's in, uh, he they, he had to be frustrated after that because oh, you you could tell he was just you know the way he was holding his helmet yep. on the way to 
he didn't want the camera to see all the words he was saying. <laughs> and you can tell other opponents are starting to respect him as a kicker. Cause like on that, there was a penalty where the chiefs pushed us back five yards. I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. they accepted a penalty instead of declining it. I think when it was, I don't remember, yeah. but they, they knew if they kept it there, McMahon's probably gonna make the kick. Yep. So, yeah. I, I mean, I still think he's one of the top kickers in the league. I mean, I know he has two misses now. What did he do there from 58, 59 <laughs> yards? Um, he still nails and deserves that extension. So yeah, I, I thought, um, uh, Sam Martin, punter. Mm-hmm. I thought he played fine. Um, yeah. Uh, Ty- Tyree, um, Tyree Cleveland mm-hmm. had a couple good returns. Uh, there was one or two that I thought he maybe should have kneeled and not brought out, but he did run hard and he, he protected the ball. That's my main thing. Um, and then yep. Hamlin did fine back there returning punts. So. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Maybe it was actually kind of bad, but we're so used to absolutely terrible that it looked okay. Good point. I mean, last time we played Kansas City, we gave up a kick return touchdown and a block punt. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that we didn't do those feels like an improvement. Yeah, <laughs> a big improvement you know? too, right? Yeah. Oh man. So I mean, that's that's positive. I still think we're going to fire the special teams coach. In um, Tom McMahon, I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but it. it I'm sure. Two years, it's just not doing well. So yeah, I think I think he's probably the first one that gets uh, his walking papers after the season. Easy. I mean, when you're dead, absolutely dead, last in the NFL and special teams for multiple years in a row, yeah, dude. There's there's no improvement. I guarantee you at this point, it is not working out. So uh, the next coordinator, because that's two or three coordinators in a row, and I just can't figure it out. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know what the answer is, but somebody's got to know. Jeez, it, some special team guru out there somewhere. It doesn't have to be a guru. Just get somebody that our special teams is half decent. Like it doesn't have to be the number one. Just come no. on. Yeah, true. Just be number twenty in the league, and that's a yeah, huge that's improvement. Twelve spots improvement. We'll take it. <laughs> I would even say thirty-first because we're that far behind the thirty-first ranked special teams that it yeah. actually would be a considerable. <laughs> that's that's how terrible it is. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what about that? Uh, I think you mentioned a second ago, um, the punt on fourth and three versus, uh, or, or going for going for it instead of, instead of punting at the end of the game there. Uh, that we should have went for it. You mean, instead of punting? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we ended up punting uh, fourth and three on the 49 and gave Mahomes the ball back with four minutes left. Yeah. Um, I understand why he did it because he has so much faith and confidence in sure. his defense and they're playing well, but I, I didn't like it. I thought they should have went for it at the time because mm-hmm. it's kind of the mindset. Field goals aren't going to be Kansas City. Well, either is giving Kansas City the ball up a field goal with four minutes left and Mahomes and the offense who's great at, ru- at running clock. They're great at time management. Luckily, our defense did enough to stop them, force a field goal, but when Drew got the ball and had to go 85, 90 yards – it was only a minute four left. I'm like, okay, kid, this is your John Elway moment. But at the same time, like 90% of me is like, you're not going to happen. Only 90%? I was sitting there like 99%. Okay, maybe I'm a little jitter. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm just, yeah. yeah maybe I didn't want to reveal my true feelings. But, yeah, I'm right there with you. And then, and then of course, he uh, – well, let's go back before that fourth and three. On third and three, Hamler drops the ball. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Catch, but one he probably should have had. And that was his that's been his Keeley's heel. That's the problem. He had a Penn State. God, he could get past anybody in the Big Ten. 
but once in a while, his hands, you just wouldn't, wouldn't catch them all. It's like, oh, man, you catch that ball, might be a whole different oh. Yep. Rookie. Yep. Rookie. And he put one of his better games last night, but that he was did. a big drop. Big drop. And he knows that. Yeah, oh, sure. He knows that. Sure. So, I mean, as good as he played last night, can I give him that one? Yeah. Could that really have a huge impact on the rest of the game? Yeah, 100%. And but really, I know we've talked a lot about Drew Locke. I feel like if he just played a little bit better, we win mm-hmm. that game last night. That's the frustrating thing. That first uh, that first interception yeah. on the first drive. Yeah. You get a field goal out of that? Yep, absolutely. I mean, I know, once again, field goals aren't going to beat Kansas City, but you get but, early, you're ahead, you got a little momentum. But you throw a pick and come away with nothing. Mm-hmm. And yep. our red zone offense was good last night. When we got in the red zone, we capitalized. When can we say that? We haven't been able to say that in a long time. No. Uh, even some nice little creativity down the red zone mm-hmm. um, with some um, motion and everything. But, uh, yeah, he just – in that last pick, it is what it is. He was trying to force something because it was fourth down. And, I mean, on third down, he missed Hamler short. I would have got a first down. He didn't – I don't even know. He was trying to force the ball into somebody, a fan maybe. But – um, but that first, yeah, that first turnover was the frustrating one of the two. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about positive, let's just say three points there. Um, another, we had settled for another field goal down there. Yeah. I think it was really close. So you're talking about another plus four points there. Um, you know, you're looking at, uh, and then that two point conversion, instead of going for that, you just take the extra point. Yeah. So you're talking about what is that? Eight points swing at that point. Um, and then the that, 58 yarder too. And then, oh yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about 11 point swing there from just three plays, really three or four plays that just kind of put the nail in the coffin. And when you're playing the chiefs, that's all it takes. Yeah. That's and, all it takes. And I know that the chief fans could say, well, we got in red zone three or four times and didn't do anything. And, and we actually caught a touchdown, but our guy didn't think he did. And I get that. But like Collinsworth said, as dumb as he is, um, to be Kansas City, you got to get those breaks sometimes, and and we got some breaks, but we just didn't capitalize on all of them, unfortunately. You Close. know, close, but yeah. I, you know what? I just you know how dumb Colin uh, Collinsworth Colin. is. You know how dumb he is. He's pretty dumb. He is so dumb that when he's looking for insurance, he doesn't even call Centennial State Insurance Agency. Okay. He goes to those big name corporations that spend a lot of money on TV 